up, up, up in Says Me Podcast. Open for anything and everything. Open Says Me Podcast. Open for anything and everything. I don't even know where to start, but okay. To make it brief, uh, I'll just say that meaning if you can place your life in your own agamanze, enough is enough. You need to take a different direction. You need to do something new. You just need your time. You get when you feel. Mm, I need like I needed to change my environment. I needed to do something I've never done. I needed to make like a huge decision for myself, and so I decided. I'm gonna go to Saudi Arabia. <laughs> yeah, it was like the cheapest option for me. And yeah, so I did that. I just woke up one day. I went to the cyber, applied for my passport. I did that in early 2019. And then, you know, the COVID shit came. So, is it early? No, early 2020. Yeah, and the COVID shit came. So, I had to wait for my passport till almost whole year because I got my passport at the end of 2020. Then after that, um, yeah, so can you find any good energy? Nina Taka life poor and material materialistic. What? Hey, I do I know, but I'm materialistic so much. I like nice things, I like looking good, you know, all that. And I hate asking for money from people. I like doing my own stuff and getting my own money, you know, rich <laughs> anyway, so that's what made me come to Saudi Arabia to just find greener pastures for me. Um, my aim, my my aim is to my biggest aim here is to save a lot, invest, and yeah, get good stuff and get a good life. Uh, I came through the help of an agency, and yeah, I came through the help of an agency. I didn't come here by myself because. Hey, you need like some quite good amount of cash and I didn't have like really enough cash and my experience I'm now like how old am I here um this is my third or fourth month almost the fourth month here and I'm so proud of myself damn manze nimekwana challenges kibao I've had like crazy days here I've had like good days any young Kenyan can tell you it's never an easy task to secure an employment opportunity in the 254. And also that same Kenyan can tell you he or she knows a friend or a relative who works in the Middle East. And so many young Kenyans opt to fly out to the Gulf countries like Saudi Arabia, Qatar and the UAE for employment. These jobs provide a relatively good pay with sometimes accommodation, transport and other allowances being provided by the employer. However, most Kenyans are used to frequent horror stories of Kenyans working in the Arabian countries who fall into the arms of barbaric employers who mistreat them with some ending up dead or return home barely alive without any proper explanation from the relevant authorities. Common opportunities for Kenyans to work in the Arabian countries might include housekeeping jobs, construction work, security, driving, hospitality service, among others. A practice that goes way back to the 1970s but only intensified in the 90s whereby the immigrant skills ranged between semi and low skill labor and are driven out of Kenya by lack of opportunity 
with some of the crop of Kenyans being vulnerable to illegal and unethical recruitment practices. According to national ministries and Kenyan embassies, over 100,000 Kenyans are living in the Middle East. Many Kenyans have felt prey to unethical agencies who promised them heaven once they touch down in the Middle East, but their situation changes for the worst once they arrive. Nilipata agent akiwa anaitwa Ali Muli. Ukiwa unafika Mombasa unavuka feri likoni. Nikafika kwa ofisi yake nikazungumza na yeye akanambia kwamba yuko na nafasi za Qatar. Nafasi hizo za Qatar nikamuuliza ni kama ni kazi na gani akanambia yuko na kazi aina nyingi sana na amewahi kusafirisha watu lakini akanambia yeye tayari yuko na visa ambazo pia ziko tayari. Nikamuuliza mimi nataka kazi sahihi akanambia iko kazi ambayo ni mzuri sana utapata pesa nyingi ambayo itakuwa ni kazi ya jiko. Na hiyo kazi akanambia ni kwamba nitakuwa nikaenda huko nitakuwa ninapata asapo commission watu watakuwa wananunua chakula ninapata pesa yangu nikaona ni kazi mzuri sana lakini akanambia yeye anataka laki moja na nusu nilianza kuuza vitu vyangu vya nyumba bibi yangu kuuza dhahabu kuuza mafiriji kuuza mativi kisa na maana nikaangalia maisha ya watoto wangu Nilipopata pesa hiyo nikafika kwa Mombasa nikawa na mtu mwingine kwa Mpesa nyingine nikaenda huko nikachukua receipt nikampa hiyo pesa nikakaa kiasi ya mwezi mmoja na nusu ndio safari yangu anambia visa yangu imekuja ilipokuja visa yangu nikaenda kusaini huko nikaondoka nika, nika, nika kwa Nairobi nilipofika Nairobi nikafika kwa ofisi ya kwao Qatar lakini kwa, kwa katika hizi zile karatasi zangu ziliandikwa zinaandikwa ni Doha Qatar nikiwa ninajua naenda Doha Nilipofika huko wapi Qatar nikasign contract huko tena nikaanza kuchukuliwa na gari na driver mmoja mkenya anaitwa Ahmed sikuwa najua nenda wapi nimeona naondoka tu nimetoka Qatar kwenye mijengo mijengo barabara hamna naona naacha barabara kila kitu naanza kuelekea nikifika mbele naona tu sasa tayari nimefika kwa desert Siezi sema ni kilomita ngapi lakini nazasema ni kilomita more than 350 kilomita pale mahali nimeteremka kwa hiyo ofisi na hapo ninaelekea nikaanza kuingizwa ndani nikiwa nikijua nauliza na, na driver mwenzangu driver tunafika wapi ananiambia bwana huko unaipelekwa kwa mahali branch yako nilipoanza kufanya kazi ulipokuja mshahara wa kwanza tu tayari nimeona nimepatwa sita nikaulizia mianne hizi zimeenda wapi wakanambia hiyo ndio kampuni na ndio lazima ikate lakini kabla hiyo tadi nilianza kuugua kiasi wiki mbili ulikuwa kuna upepo nyumba ni za mambao matandiko ni za kupasuka vitanda ni za kuchomwa chomwa vitanda siwezi kuamini sema pale mali mimi nimelala ilikuwa kunaingia vumbi kunaingia baridi kuna badilika weza kila kila dakika kuna badilika hali ya hali ya hewa mimi ndipo niliamua siku ya pili kurauka saa moja na sanduku langu nikawa sijui ninaenda wapi nilikimbia kwa sababu niliona ninakufa kwa sababu niliona wenzangu wanaugua wanatapika hakuna hospitali nikaona mimi hapa nitakufa lakini ilikuwa uzuri wake nilikuwa tayari nishachukua video mahali serikali iweze kuona pale mahali huyu alimuli mahali ametupeleka lakini nikaanza kukimbia nikaanza kupanda malori Nikaanza kupata malori ya michanga kwa sababu huko mahali kwa ni chimbo za michanga nikaanza kupanda malori mara tano ndio nifike kwa mji mmoja kunaitwa Sinaia ikabidi mimi nipigane nilifanya fujo kwa hiyo kwa hiyo ofisi niliamua kufungwa niliamua kufa lakini nashukuru Mungu nilipo hapo mimi ndipo nilianza kuraiwa 
nilianza kuraiwa nikaanza kuambiwa nikasema iteni polisi lakini kabla hayo nikapiga simu kwa embassy ya, ya Qatar ambayo ni yetu ya Kenya ambayo anaitwa Mohamed Osman nikamwelezea shida yangu mimi lakini wakatua alikuwa ananiambia niende lakini ikawa tikiti yangu tayari ikawa imekuja siku ya pili Mohamed Osman ndipo aliniambia nikifika Nairobi nifike kwa ofisi moja unaona bwana niende nielezee shida zangu yale ma, mashida yaliyonipata so many of these cases being reported almost on a weekly basis more and more Kenyans are still flocking to various travel agencies in the country to try and secure a job in the Gulf this situation made me feel like i had to dissect the whole issue of why and how jobs in the middle east still remain sought out after by kenyan youths in the recent past i have been approached by two people who introduced themselves to me as employment and travel agents who have successfully connected dozens of kenyans to employment opportunities in the middle east the first agent appeared to me as very professional as he had all the details about traveling procedures involved and the actual job he also explained to me that with the agency he worked for he connected people with jobs all over the world not just in the middle east but all over with no evidence to back up that though for this particular day he kept it straight with me and told me that the kind of jobs available at the time or jobs located in Qatar due to the fact that the country will be hosting the 2022 FIFA World Cup which meant that the country is booming with job opportunities specifically in the hospitality and construction industry he went further to break down how the 165,000 Kenyan shillings required by his agency will be used on expenditures such as paying for covid-19 tests hotel room charges for about one week as passengers were required to quarantine after arriving in Qatar air ticket charges among others the second agent who i met a couple weeks ago appeared less professional but was very convincing <laughs> this one was very confident and even went ahead to tell me that he actually had secured his son work in dubai but had recently returned home after being deported from the country due to his uncontrollable drinking problem but insisted he had a very good salary of about 90000 kenyan shillings as a driver over there and had actually helped him in raising his younger siblings the agent was not hesitant to show me guys on his contact list who had gotten employment opportunities in the gulf countries and i vividly remember seeing names like karis qatar mburu dubai shirotaki etc the agent bragged of how he had helped dozens of young people from nakuru to secure jobs in the middle east with him bashing other agencies for not doing legitimate business and warned me of going to such agencies which do not have even a physical address i would like to you and say these agents didn't do a good one on convincing me to actually work in the middle east but oh well i'm still here recording this episode <laughs> well i should be out there in dubs getting that arabian mula Anyway, as I interacted with both agents and also re- researched online, I noted that most agents put a disclaimer that Kenyans who go to work in the Middle East should maintain a high level of discipline because according to them, the Gulf countries are very strict. Here's a bite by one of Kenyans. I don't know if still is a musician or. Anyway, here's Jimmy Gate on uh, the issue of uh, discipline. <laughs> 
jobs there. So the Arabia, um, Qatar, all, all those Dubai. Middle East countries, okay. they have good jobs. Mm. And I know people have all these misconceptions about them, but mm. um, sometimes it's because they don't have information. Right. See, when you have full information, mm. then when you're making a decision, you're at a better place. Do you see, the, the, the jobs that I'm aware of that are in the Middle East, sana sana, I see a lot of young girls from Kenya mm. going to uh, Saudi Arabia, uh, and I think Qatar as well, Kidogo, yeah. but mostly Saudi Arabia. They go there to do ile kazi tunasemanga hapa kukuamboch. So wanatoka hapa, wanenda Saudi Arabia kukuamboch. Uh, majority of them, or rather not majority, but a, a huge chunk of them have ended up you know, dead. Some of them say they are, you know, they are sold into slavery, sex slavery, and so on and so forth. Mm. I don't know, is that true, Jimmy? Well, that's a very good question, and I would like to address that because, mm. I mean, before I started this um, whole initiative, I, I also had the same kind of mentality that, you know, this place is, is like this, it's like that. People are getting there and mistreated and mm. killed, you know, and I never wanted anything to do with that mm -hmm. until I got the full information of what really happens. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you now than ever before, mm -hmm. I would encourage anybody who wants to go there to go. Because... <laughs> Listen. Uh -huh. When you know the full story, mm -hmm. because there's always a story behind another story. There's always a story behind a story. Mm. See, when all these ladies come out and they say they've been mistreated, mm. they never say why they were mistreated. Mm -hmm. You don't get to hear them saying why they were mistreated. Mm -hmm. There's always a reason why they are. First so, uh -huh. of all, mm -hmm. yeah, continue, sorry. Um, first of all, there are so many ladies mm -hmm. and gentlemen working not only in Saudi Arabia, but Qatar and those Middle East countries. Right. And I can tell you the number one reason why these girls get mistreated is indiscipline. Most of them are very indisciplined. Mm -hmm. They go sleeping with people's husbands. Yeah. They get caught. Uh -huh. And they face the repercussions. <laughs> they steal from the Arabs. Uh -huh. Sometimes they, um, when they go for house, house help jobs, because yes. some of them are university graduates okay. who've been jobless for a long time. And so at the time they are going, mm. sometimes they are frustrated. Mm -hmm. They can do anything. Okay. So when they go there, mm -hmm. they go working in a house, for instance. And they rob the, the employer. Uh, yes. Or mm. they will elope from the employer's house to go and look for greener pastures. Ah. And when they do, uh -huh. because they don't have the right papers, because mm -hmm. once you elope, you, you will not be cleared by your employer. Of course. So you can land into problems. Okay. Some of them go looking for sponsors. Mm. And those sponsors, once they know they don't have the papers, they can take advantage of them. Okay. But see... Those people who get mistreated are a very, very small fraction of the people working in Middle East. Okay. Very small fraction. Mm. But the thing is, because they come out online, and online is a huge community. Mm. The story spreads like bushfire. Exactly. Mm. The story spreads so much that mm. now everybody starts seeing Middle East as a bad place. But I can tell you there are hundreds of thousands of Kenyans mm. working in Middle East, mm. and they are perfectly fine, those that are disciplined. Mm. And I want to encourage Kenyans who are going there to focus on work and not other things. Do what took you there. Do what took you there. Mm. That's why it's very, it's very important for anybody who wants to go to first of all know what agency is taking me there. All right. Do they have mitigation mm. uh, 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 processes mm -hmm. where in case I have a problem, because mm. problems are everywhere, let's True. be honest. True. You can die in Kenya, you can die in the US, you can die in America, you can die anywhere. Mm. But the thing is, is the agency that is taking you there mm. having all those 
processes in place to assist you to assist case. you in case there is any problem because okay. you can get sick anywhere mm. but what happens after that but let's face it arabian countries have very harsh discrimination against women black people and christians categories in which most of our women going there to work fall in other factors that might also lead to mistreatment of kenyans in the middle east might include leaving there illegally like when you overstay there and you don't have proper documentation and stuff not knowing where exactly to seek help when facing mistreatment such as the embassy false contracts in discipline among the expatriates however I feel like all these factors do not give the employers the right to torture and mistreat their workers. In conclusion, personally I feel like uh, going to the Middle East to work is not such a very bad idea because at the end of the day um these people who work there support the economy so much and they they've been doing a lot now. Most of these uh, mistreatment cases of torture and what not are not okay at all but they're not like very major because um most people who go there don't face such problems but some do and it's not okay uh secondly i feel like if you want to go there just go there and know what you're going to do there like also be wary of uh, rogue agents like be wary of uh, con artists to claim to be agents and whatnot but finally i feel like Personally if I had the 200 Gs instead of taking it to an agent and risking I'll put that 200,000 Kenyan shillings into business and try it out man but anyway only mimi so I've given you the information you can decide on what to do with it the place is good this is bad just decide for yourself what you want open says me podcast open for anything and everything And that is the end of this particular episode. Thank you so much kwa kusikiza till the till end if you're still with me. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I hope you umechanuka a little bit more, umejua vitu uko unajua because mimi hadi mimi pia nilijua things that I didn't know about uh, traveling to the Middle East. Hope uh, e podcast ama episode imekusaidia in a way to like when you want to make that decision to fly out or not, utakuwa uh, better informed. Kwanza shout out to YouTube uh, for those few clips zenye kiasi nime add to my podcast ni mimi so credits kwa youtube pale uh, also eh kwani wako wanajua Jimmy Gates kizi bado ni travel agency yeah. ali aliongea bado tuko hiyo interview but said to cut out because irrelevant ni mimi so so till next time odao tuonane adios says me podcast